The Pinball Network is online. Launching Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. Tom, it's it's 2024, and we need another. We need to upgrade. We need we need we need a better third wheel, man. Yeah, this is... I thought Travis. I thought you were leaving for loser kid. Yeah. Why are we still stuck with you? Yep. Can't. I got fired yeah, already. Can't miss you till you're gone, it man. Was, it was a New Year's incident. Jeez. Don't worry about it. It's fine. So this is uh. This is take two. This is take two of recording this episode. <laughs> episode number 47. 47. We're, we're slowly getting to 50. Uh, we started recording and, and Thomas, or Tom, wow, uh, Travis sounded like a uh, jet engine, like a robot. <laughs> yeah, so it's his furnace going off. And then he had a, it's everything, everything it was, that it was quieter going back from California from Indisc <laughs> in the plane yeah. than it was. On Travis's it's, microphone. It's just so consistent. It's so every episode, Travis. So the question, Travis, is are you ready to record this podcast? I am a thousand percent ready and fired up, Joel. God, okay. <laughs> he yep. is Not fired like furnace. Up. Furnace isn't fired up anymore. You turn that bad no, boy. No, I am freezing for <laughs> you two a holes right now. I've turned everything off. Yeah. There's a freaking blizzard outside, yeah, but yeah, no, yeah. I'm not gonna have heat. You're in a basement. Basements are the same temp all the time. All the time. Fake news. Fake news. Hey, <laughs> at least you're not in Wisconsin. <laughs> Tom, how you doing, That's man? Fair. You ready to go? You ready to go? You feeling good? Yeah, I mean, it's a blizzard outside, so I got yeah. nothing better to do. <laughs> all right, I'm hitting the button. We're three guys who like to talk and So we came up with a clever name. We're Joel and Travis Scott. Okay, here we go. Here we go. We are we are fired up, ready to go. Um, we are actually recording this on a Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon. This is a little different than us. So everybody should be awake. Everybody should be ready to go. Um, we have a little bit of busy work here right off the top. First off, I want to give a shout out to Jason. Uh, Jason sent me an email and he says he is hosting, they have a ep- epilepsy tournament that they host, uh, or it's, it's called Flippin' Flip for the Cure. It's on March 9th in Toledo, Ohio. This is the third annual, uh, apparently all the proceeds go to epilepsy research. Uh, that is extremely hard. Can you say that word, Travis? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, last year, apparently they raised over uh, 10K and um, Johnny Crap, Johnny Crap did the artwork for it. So it's in Toledo, Ohio. Uh, it's calling Flip for the Cure. Um, I don't have anything specific other other than the date, March 9th. Definitely give that a, sh- uh, a try if you're anywhere in the in the region. Uh, but yeah, apparently a friend of his is making the shirts. He's donating a portion of every shirt, shirt to charity as well. So um, yeah, Jason, thanks for letting us know about that. That should be good. Other side note, Patreon, Patreon. We do have a Patreon and we are super appreciative of that. If you enjoy Tom's face, if you look at Tom's face right now, he is looking straight at the camera as he should. He looks beautiful. One, he's growing a goatee. He's, it looks incredible. It's kind of a, uh, what did you say? You look like the, uh, the evil mastermind of, of heist, you know? Like yeah, you- that, that, no, that's what, uh, Michael Joyce from, uh, player two. He's the owner of player two. He told me that last night at, at the, uh, tournament. Green Bay. No. So um it, I was I 
He's like, it looks awesome. It's a good look. It's a good look. I'm glad we have two men on this podcast and a little baby faced boy over there with that lack. <laughs> Just Travis, one day, one day, man. He's no comment. I mean, what what do you want me to say, Joel? I'm nearly four yeah. years old and I barely have to shave. What I yeah, I have nothing. Do have you no shave? I mean, is it like a? I mean, every ninth is it a day, tweeze? yeah. Well, yeah, it's a little bit, little bit of shaving involved. I mean, we've already established this. If I try to grow out my facial hair, mm-hmm. it's like I'm a live action Joe Dirt, mm. and I don't want that. Are the hairs like coarse or are they wispy? Mm, define wispy. Like if you don't shave for a few days uh-huh. and Monica touches your face, is mm-hmm. it sandpaper or is it just? Sandpaper. Okay, it's like okay. gray and black sandpaper. <laughs> it is horrible. Like a okay. Brillo pad. Brillo My pad. Fourteen year old grows more facial hair than I do. I don't understand it. Mm. I don't question it. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, anyways, I was mentioning Patreon because one, we need shaving equipment. No. <laughs> we should get a Harry's. I wish we had a Harry's. Uh we could probably get a Harry's sponsor, uh Harry's Shave Club, and we'd make Travis do the uh because he's the only one that needs it, right? Um, but no, if you like Tom's face, Tom is currently using a new piece of equipment called the Elgato prompter. And thank you to Patreon because Patreon just paid for me to buy myself an Elgato prompter. Travis already has one. Tom got one. So hopefully next time we do this podcast, I'll be looking at the camera instead of at the screen. But no, really, we do appreciate it. Um, We really just kind of keep that any sort of financial support there. We just kind of keep it on the side, whether we like support a tournament or donate it in a way or buy ourselves equipment. It's all just for the hobby or it's for the podcast. You're not unless you're just listening to the podcast, uh, then it goes without saying that you won't be sailing. Yes, you will not. You will look at the, the thumbnail. And that's what that's what it'll look like. So um, that's it for housekeeping uh, stuff to talk about. Um, I want to talk about Jaws. And the, re- the reason I want to talk about Jaws is what in the world are people thinking? People are going nuts over Jaws and their own their opinions on how the game should have been designed, how they their complaint. They're just it's so much complaining like they're complaining. This is this is Keith Elwin, and people are complaining about the layout or the or the the mechs or the. I just I'm gonna let Tom go first because oh, Tom wow. is buying one. Throw but me I want under Tom the bus. to I want Tom to talk first because I'm revved up. I'm ready to go. I know Travis has <laughs> thoughts, but I want to let we're gonna let Tom talk here. Well, here's a good question. Yes. Okay. Are we starting from the very top with because everything leaked out? No. And then it just kind of went from, are we just going straight to that? Apparently you have to shove pinballs into a shark's mouth to have any joy in life. <laughs> with like, which, I, where are we starting at? Tom? We're going to go you with open ended. Why, why, yeah. why isn't the shark eating a ball? That's, that's the main focus of hundreds the of world, pinball the fanatics. Light, yes. Do you um, care? Tom? You're buying an LE. Do you care at all? That that I mean, shark is not eating. Would it a have ball. been nice? Sure. But is would it be the determining factor for me buying this game? No. No. No, not and, at all. And we've had a lot of talk. We've had a lot of conversations, Tom. And I, you've said before, you go, I think I think I might be out on buying LEs. I may be a premium guy from here on out. But you're in on an LE. So you saw something 
to make you pull the trigger on that. Yeah, what, what, I saw a bunch of modes and shots that looked uh, extremely interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I like the horizontal spinner. I think that's yep. really neat. I love the um, the fin target that comes out of the play field, and you got to hit it. Um, there's some really cool shots. I love the that lower flipper uh, where you can actually catch the ball mm-hmm. and trap it and and then make a shot with it. Um, there's just there's just a lot of unique things going on. Um, I was kind of skeptical about the mini playfield because I'm again I'm not a huge mini playfield person, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it seems like the ball really doesn't stay up there very off very long I should say, and we'll we'll talk about the mini playfield more later, as there were some uh, videos alluding to. Uh, it was an unmakeable shot to get up there, which I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. What is, I mean, what's just the right, okay, yeah. So, balls in shark mouth, right? Balls in, why is there no, why do you not shoot the shark in the mouth? So, let's let's just start with the facts. The facts. F-A-C-T-S. Facts. Straight out of Keith Elwin's mouth, and it's Nagel, right? Is it what's the the it's Harrison Drake? Yeah, and Rick Rick Nagel. Nagel. So it's Harrison Drake. Harrison Drake is the guy that the straight out of the mechanical engineer and the game designer. Straight out of their mouth, they said, "We designed a mech for you to shoot the ball into a shark's mouth." And you know what? It sucked. Why does the pinball community hear that and go, "Nah"? Like, nah, they're wrong. They didn't try hard enough. Or like, we're talking about Keith Elwin and Harrison Drake. They have designed Iron Maiden, Jurassic Park, Godzilla, Avengers. Like, is that not enough cred- like credibility for the pinball community to trust? But their but decisions. Jurassic Park had a a, a, a oh. A dinosaur yeah. that ate the ball. You sure do. He sure did. Pop that, pop that guy right in the mouth. <laughs> he just gobbles it on up. So what do you want to do? You want to you want to hover a shark over top of a ramp that drops down, just like Jurassic Park. What what Keith was saying was sharks are underwater. So unless they put a lower playfield in, and then put a shark under there, the only way that shark's gonna eat the ball is the shark would have to come out. Would have to come above the playfield. So now you have a shark that pops out of the play field and you shoot it in the mouth. What did you just make? You made a scoop. You made a scoop. It's nothing new. You shoot the ball in the, in the shark's mouth. Boom. Now what does the ball do? What do you do with the ball? Is Does the shark throw the ball back up? That's dumb. Does it become, <laughs> do you want a subway? So great. The shark pops up. You shoot it in the mouth. What? The shark pops down and then the ball just shows up somewhere else in the subway? And if so, that was one moment in the entire movie one moment in the entire movie so do you save that do you save this crazy mech until the very like some critical huge moment deep in the game because the game is designed for you to be what quint right and you're like fishing you're like catching sharks you're not blowing every shark up you're catching sharks so theoretically you shouldn't be shooting every shark in the mouth like it's i just yeah. So then you have a scoop. You got to, you got the shark pops up, you shoot it in the mouth and then it disappears. Right. Or do you want it to blow up too? 
Because if it's just a standard a stagnant thing, are you going to make a scoop that moves back and forth on the play field? Like, how are you going to do that? I just... I- I'm honestly convinced Stern has screwed up. They should have just had <laughs> one shark on the play field that yep. eats all the balls, 3,000 LEs, $20,000 a piece. It evidently would have sold it's out just, clearly. just for that. Yeah. I just, <laughs> clearly. it's just the stuff. I mean, it, Keith Owen said it and Harrison Drake said it. They said it in a podcast very clearly. We designed that mech and it wasn't fun. It did not work well. And the fact that the that it seems like the entire pinball community can just ignore that and give them no benefit of the doubt of like, you know what, I'm going to trust arguably the greatest pinball designer working today. I'm going to trust his call to remove that mech or not pursue that mech. No, these keyboard commanders are sitting there like, nah, they should have tried harder. They, I just, I, it, it's, it's mind blowing well it, it goes back and we've yeah. we've talked about this before a lot off pod, podcast and somewhat on podcasts that when people are aware of certain games coming out certain themes coming out they will build up the best possible version of this in their reality mm-hmm. like it doesn't mean it's the best possible version for real for what the bomb is for the direction of the design the intended design the mechs that have already been tested that doesn't matter. What matters is what is the best version that they've built up in their mind based off what they think is possible, not what is possible, not what can be done in reality, but just what they want to see. It's like everybody's creating a what's that called, like the VPX pinball stuff or whatever virtual online. Pinball, yeah. yeah, virtual yeah. pinball to where it totally ignores any type of physics, any type of actual real world mechanical i mean it just does and so when people think of it that way and they build it up so much in their in their minds when it doesn't match up with that one particular thing that's what they run with and i think that's kind of what we're seeing and on the second part of it i don't know too many people that are going straight to stern's website to listen to a podcast either Mm -hmm. So if a lot of people get their information off of YouTube or off of Facebook message boards or pin side, they're going to run with that. You know what I mean? Like you hear one idea, then you just form that idea and you're like, oh yeah, that's what I think too. And it becomes like a group think thing and you just run with it. Now that's not being said, like, of course you can be disappointed that there's not a certain type of mech that you want it in the game. But yeah, it's, it's been stated why it's not there. To me, it makes sense. I mean, we've talked about this for a few months now that it wouldn't make any sense to have a shark eating a ball at all in this game. At least to me, it wouldn't have. I, mm-hmm. I thought it would have been it would have made more sense to have boats on this. It would have made more sense to have certain shots that just lead you to experience the game on top of the water because the shark is always below the water. Like, I, I don't know. It's almost like people didn't envision this as Jaws. They thought it was going to be Sharknado or something like that. Like, I don't know what <laughs> Cocaine happened Cocaine shark. That. Yeah, it's... yeah. But but we talked about it, though. We did talk privately that, yeah, when there's not a shark eating a ball, that people will probably lose their minds. And I think even on the Stern podcast, they even acknowledge that. Yeah. That yeah. they realize that, too. I mean, and that's just that's just a common thing. Like, people want to see stuff like that happen and it's funny it's not because it's overly difficult to make happen we've seen plenty of mechs that have done something like that before it's just yeah they simply stated it wasn't fun it wasn't cool and it obviously didn't fit with the direction where they wanted to take the game yeah so 
one example of that is turtles, right? There are, oh, oh God, no signal. It's back, baby. He had it fixed, <laughs> but it is back. It's back New 2024. Year, baby. Yep. Um, All right. You, you played with turtles? Turtles. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. So turtles, no? people are like, how do you design a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game without there being a subway? Like, how, how do you not have an underground mech? You know, there are people that just kind of befuddled by that. But you know what? There is one. There is one, and it's a great game. It's a great game. I'm not, every single time I play Turtles, I don't look at this going, I hate this game because I can't shoot the ball into the play field. Like, but when I look at, when I look at the current design, right? So let's say hypothetically, when you bash the boat, the boat pops up. So instead of the shark facing up, what if the shark was facing at you and his mouth was wide open? What do you have? You have one shot. You're going to shoot him straight in the mouth. That's it. I'm assuming with the code, there will be, as the sharks get harder, you probably have to bash it more than one time. If you have it like that, no, it's one and done every time. So it sounds like, oh, up, glop, gobble, down. So what, do, yeah, what would you I have mean, to do then? You'd, you'd have to design something like the snake mech right. on the premium uh, Metallica, where it's like the mouth is closed, you bash it enough, and then the mouth opens. That would, great, don't get me wrong, that would be a really cool mech, but how do you, like, can you really fit all that in, in a way, and then what do you do with the ball? How do you magically get that, like, you're not, you don't want it to spit back out? That seems odd. Well, not but, only that, it's, you know, there's wizard modes that still need to be put into the game. Yep. So it's not like that there's not going to be a final battle with yep. Jaws to where you're not hitting that bash toy and then it goes back under and then you got to bring it back up and hit oh, it yeah. again so many times for like the ultimate final battle. And it's not like there's not going to be a challenge mode for that because mm -hmm. that in itself just makes sense that something like that is probably going to happen. I'm, so, and I, they've already said there's certain elements of this to where you can play as Jaws <laughs> too. You play as a shark eventually. Yeah, like that's coming. So, like, I have to think they're going to incorporate certain things like that into the future. So, but I just don't understand. I mean, I get it that you we've talked about this a lot. People have it in their head. This is the theme. They start brainstorming. If I was going to make the game, what would I do? And sure, I understand if if if. If anybody would have told us Jaws six months ago and you're like, well, what do you think will happen? It's like, well, I assume you'd hit a shark with a ball, like, or I assume a shark's going to eat a ball. Like you would assume those things. But what I find frustrating is why there's no trust. You know, when you hear straight out of the designer's mouth, straight out of the lead engineer's mouth, we tried it and trust me, it wasn't fun. I just don't understand how people don't trust that or don't like, okay, I, I'm sorry, but I'm going to trust that Keith Elwin made a smart design decision and provided us the best game that he thinks he can versus, no, we got to leave this shark mech in because people are going to be upset. Well, so there's an interesting way that this is going down, at least on, on my end with working for a dealer. A lot of people that were not aware that there was going to be a Jaws pinball machine at all Mm -hmm. that are extreme casuals they're seeing this game for the first time and they are absolutely blown away like they love the colors they love the shots mm -hmm. they love the video assets so a lot of that the feedback that we're getting compared to other games that have come out in this past year is way better and the sales velocity is way higher mm -hmm. so really the pushback that we are seeing and reading about the most is coming from your average pinball fan that consumes content or is active on message boards. But your high-end collectors, they love what they're seeing. Your casuals, they love what they're seeing. So yeah, it, it's just, I don't know, maybe it's just another another release and just something for us all to complain about at some point. Uh, I yeah. mean, 
it, it happens, you know, ever, I don't want to, to just shit all over everybody's opinions. Cause everybody's opinion is valid. Even if we're like, huh, well, we don't agree with that at all, but it's still valid that somebody can give an opinion, right? We're not going to put on sure. the five year rule on them or anything like that. <laughs> but the reality is too, is that there is a disconnect between people that might not understand pinball to the extent that others do. Meaning if you do have your extreme casual and they see something, they're not so jaded to where they don't necessarily not see something cool in it. In the same way with a high-end collector to where they view pinball through a much different prism or a much different way than what somebody else does. It's the same way, like, if I see a new pinball, yeah, I want to see the lights. Yeah, I do want to see the ball do something cool. But to me, seeing the ball do something cool also involves other parts of the pinball machine and not just one mech. Because where a lot of people forget, a mech isn't just one thing. A mech could be flippers. It could be a pop bumper. It could be the way a shot you know, hits a switch and gives you a different sound or a different jackpot effect, a lighting effect. There's many different ways to go about that. So when I see a pin, I want to see what the shots are like. I want to see, does the ball do something cool in that way? And to me, Seeing a mech interact with the ball in a cool way, yeah, that's excellent. But guess what? A ball can also interact with a pinball machine in a cool way because the shot is cool. The mm -hmm. geometry yeah. is cool, right? And there's a lot of that in this game. And there's combos that I've never seen before out of any other pinball machine. And I think I even went over one with Tom before when we were discussing the upper play field and everything. And I was just like, this is freaking amazing. And out of all the reviews I've, I've watched out of all the first impressions I've watched, nobody has even mentioned this combo at all. And I'm just like, I'm, that shocks me. But at the same time, it gives an indication of where people are at with their mindset, how they view pinball machines and what they actually see. And I don't know, that could be for various reasons. It could be because their skill set only allows them to see so far into the game. It could be that they're just very much zeroed in on one particular thing and they have blinders to everything else. I mean, there's could be multiple, a multitude of reasons of why this is happening. Well, so, so Tom, when a brand new game is released or announced, or you see the trailer leaked or otherwise, when you first look at the game, what do you think your first looking at or looking for? Is it mechs? Is it art? Is it, are you already do you go straight to shot layout like what what are you what's going to grab your attention first i i would say for sure shot layout and also like what's different in this game compared to everything else that's been made mm -hmm. um you know because we've seen in the past some cookie cutter designs where it's just a fan layout and this has a lot of differences. I mean, the the first thing that pops out is is like, you know, again that fin target popping out of the playfield. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if that's been done in any game. Not where a, I mean, like, where a moving target pops out of the playfield. Well, um, the other thing is a horizontal spinner. Yeah. You, you know. make on a stick, right? People are saying make on a stick, but like that's always out or Dracula, yeah, Dracula always, and Monster Bash. It's always out. Well, not always, but it's 
But combining that with the Cactus Canyon drops, essentially, where they drop up, you have a chance to hit it, and then they drop back down. The fact that we have a moving drop, that's what, I know Cactus Canyon has been a big hit here at this house. And a big part of that is the drops in the middle, because they're so, it's so easy to know, like any casual, that pops up. You don't have to say anything. They know, I want to shoot that. And that's what I think in Jaws, I hope it's not, you don't have to hit much for your first chance of the ball, the post popping up, holding the ball, just like Cactus Canyon. And then you see that and you're, oh, I know what I'm, you know, like, I think that will be a hit. I think that is going to be the mech that people really talk about and are excited about. I totally agree with you, that fin. But you said you look at shot layout first. And honestly, I think that is not normal. I don't think the majority of novice players really even think about where the ball is going to go. The majority can't at, comprehend yes. where the balls go. I'll tell you that right <laughs> yeah. now, after yeah. listening to a lot of the YouTube videos and reading comments, a lot of people cannot comprehend mm-hmm. geometry and no, the it, physics. It, it, of it a seems like the average person just wants like a bash toy or a shark that yeah. eats a ball. Yeah. What's the you thing? Know, they want a they want yeah. a main focus of a toy. Yeah. And it's like they, there's they more to do 80s, on the early game 90s than, than what's that? They want late 80s, early 90s pinball. That's what they want. They want medieval madness or attack from Mars. That's just hit up the middle. No, hit up the middle. No, just they want the a fun no. toy. And I'm all for toys. I want, I want fun mechs. I want fun mechs. I mean, when I saw the Godzilla reveal, right? This, was, this is a hindsight thing. But I remember when I saw the Godzilla reveal, I was so focused on like that building's going to be so cool. Bashing that thing, it go down, it becomes a diverter. The bridge mech, the mech, like I was, I was me being the more novice player than you guys. I'm looking at these mechs going, there are so many cool things to experience on this pin. And then I remember Travis coming out of here. He turns out to be right, but he's like, I think there's a chance that this may be one of the greatest games of all time. And I'm thinking like, why? Like, why would you assume that? But I know you guys are going the next level of you're looking at the shot layout, the shot pass, the comboing opportunities. That's what Keith Owen brings to the table. Is and that's what after I so with flipping out with friends, we actually showed the uh, like I had watched the leaked trailer and we had a discussion about it before the official thing was announced, which probably shouldn't have done. I feel kind of bad about that, Stern. But um, one thing I watched the heck out of that leaked trailer and I drew. I drew a shot, like I tried to draw all the shots based off of the leak trailer. And once I started drawing that and actually trying to map out the paths, that's when the genius of Keith Elwin really stood out to me, where it's like, don't look past what the shark is doing or not doing and just look at the layout. And once again, the you how unique Jurassic Park's layout is, how unique Godzilla's layout is. He did it again of, of another... You know, the fact that that horizontal spinner that Tom is talking about whips around and and whips behind, does a figure eight shot behind the pop to feet like, well, what kind I, of shot? These shot I pass are incredible. Too, I think too, Joel, it's very important for people listening that what we're talking about, it doesn't mean like, oh, that's just a pure excuse for why there's not a certain mech in the game or sure. something like that. Mm-hmm. What this is aimed at is that when you can go beyond just a foundational level of seeing a game. And then that's all you see is just like one thing. Mm-hmm. It will open up like so many pathways for your pinball enjoyment, for your hobby, for everything that you like in pinball. When you start understanding actual shot geometry, why is this shot here? Mm-hmm. Does it have meaning? Like everything in a pinball machine, especially a Keith Elwin design, 
it has meaning to it. There's a reason why it's there. And it's like that for every designer, but people just, they, they need to learn to see that part. Once you go beyond it, that's when you can really see the true excellence of games stand out. Because the bottom line is if a game is just solely about one mech and that's mm-hmm. it, like, I'm sorry, it's going to get boring and it's going to get yeah. boring fast, yeah. very fast. So if all we're thinking about is, oh, this pinball machine just needs to appeal to a casual and that's it to put in one credit on location and then that's it. You know what I mean? So, it's it's going to well, get boring. It's well, just the reality. Sorry to interrupt, Joe, but everybody no, talks a, everybody talks about like pinball moments, which which I totally get. Like I I I like pinball moments too. But like think of Adam's family, okay? You see thing grab the ball. It is really cool when you first see it. Yeah. But if you've played the game a thousand times, I mean this game's been out a long time. That mech kind of gets annoying, <laughs> you know, yeah. when it grabs the ball and puts it back, you're like, I just want to play. So, I mean, it's a great moment in time, but it, it, it loses its luster after a while. And just, just going over, uh, the video Stern did going over the game I was amazed at how many different things are actually in this game. And some, there are some like elements to other games that Keith has done that are like hidden in there, but you got to find it like, uh, like, um, the bounty hunt, you know, you, you pick your shark and you got to do certain things to the game to get, get the, uh, to get the actual shark. Yeah, kind of reminded me of like Avengers collecting the Avengers, or or um, kind of Iron Maiden has something uh, too, right? Yeah, Iron Maiden yeah. working towards uh, your um, uh, cyber, cyber or something. Yeah, yeah cyber, cyber multiple, multiple power features. So it kind of reminds me of that. And there's there's features, you know, there's other things too that you know I'd rather have people discover it for themselves. But I mean, there's there's a lot going on that people don't realize. I mean, I'll say during the gameplay debut, there was a shot combo on there that we just talked about a little bit earlier that I remember I texted Tom and I was just like, holy effing shit. Did you see what just happened? Look at this. And basically it's legitimately a shot combo that involves hitting the left ramp, going up to the upper play field, right? Mm Then you're using that mini flipper up there to hit it back around the mini ramp that hits the reverse 180 wire form, which makes it go back up vertical while you're on the lower play field. Then the feed comes back down to the left flipper. And then you have a decision. You can either live catch or on the fly, you can hit the horizontal spinner. That's the real shot. So you hit that on the fly. It comes back down figure eight to the mini flipper. And from there you could in theory hit on the fly or you could actually post trap Stop the on, ball, yeah. Yeah, on that post and then send the ball horizontal with the mini flipper up the quick shot lane, which again, sends it vertical again. And depending on how good you hit that, activates that little hurry up, that quick shot hurry up. And then the ball feeds back down. I'm not even done yet. Then the ball feeds back down to the left flipper. And that's when you can hit that moving target that comes up out of the play field to finish everything off. And I'm just like, this yeah. is amazing. When we talk about pinball moments and stuff like that, how can that not be cool? 
because you have to make an effort to finish that. And when you do, how freaking rewarding would that type of combo be as well, opposed to it, just bash toy? You're yeah. a tournament cool player. You, only, you yeah. only care about score, Travis. Sorry. Oh, yeah, my yeah, gosh. Just gonna... That's another thing, too. What is this? What Like, what is going on with this war from everybody on tournament players? Like, I see people. You, suck. you well, all suck. It's like I see people bagging on Carl. Or like blowing up a machine and looking like, like, I'm not even going to name the name, like looking like he's joyless. I'm like, what kind of shit is that? <laughs> like, seriously, like, um, you know, it just, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But here's the thing, Joel. Here's the thing. Here's yeah, the, yeah, yeah, here's yeah, the, yeah. Here's the, thing. the fact is with tournament players. Yeah. When we're playing in a tournament. Yeah. Of course, we want to score a lot of points. Of course we do. The games are set up more difficult. But guess what? Also, because we know how to score points and we know how to progress through the game, when we play them at home, we get to see more of the game yeah. and we get to play wizard modes. So maybe, just maybe, if people would realize that and start approaching a game from that standpoint, you will see more of the game. You'll experience it more and your enjoyment will be so much further. I mean, Joel, honestly, compared mm. to where you were at two, three years ago, right? Are mm -hmm. you having more fun today? I like pinball? you less. Is that the question? Yeah. Or are you I having like, less fun? I like, I like you less. That was, it's yeah, okay. It's yeah, okay. So. You can hate my guts. Am but I enjoying pinball more? I am. I yeah. am. And, and why, yeah. why is that? Like, I well, don't want to put words in your mouth, but why do you enjoy it more today no, from I, a gameplay standpoint compared to three years ago? There's. So three years ago, I, I mean, I still typically focus a lot on progression, but I understand there is something appetizing of like, if you actually start to pursue points and the Godzilla thing in December really made me start to do this, where I'd never crossed a billion, I'd never crossed a billion points and I did it twice and it was huge. And it was because it's like, okay, I'm not, I need to get some points here in these modes. And guess what? You start getting points, you get more extra balls or you get further in the modes or all of a sudden things start to open up that weren't open before. So not only did I progress further in the game, I was on my third city. I had like, I saw Planet X at one point or something. Like it was just, not only did I get further in the game, I also got more points than I ever got. And I, and I understand my excuse and I, and I don't mean it in a bad way, but I never cared about points because I knew I wasn't going to get them. <laughs> like I wasn't going to get, like, I'm not going to tell myself I'm not going to have fun on Godzilla until I get a billion points. Like the heck with that, you know, have fun with the game, but the better you get at a game, you're going to, the points come with it. And, and so I don't care. Like I've never, you know, when I'm in a certain mode and it's like, well, I can finish the mode by hitting this shot or I can do ramp ramp to multiply it and then hit the shot. Well, depending on how I'm feeling, I may say, screw the ramps. I just want to get out of the mode, move on. But I know you guys are like, no, ramp, well, ramp, ramp, just, ramp, ramp, ramp. You just hit the nail on the head mm. of why it's more fun to think this way. You just went through thinking of, okay, do I do a risk or reward? Mm -hmm. Which one do I do? And because you allow yourself to have that decision, yeah, that makes the game more fun. Yeah. If you didn't think about it at all, you would bypass that immediately. Well, and you uh, would go straight to just so like, Godzilla vanilla the, pinball Godzilla tier two battles. A lot of those are flight or flight or flee. And mm -hmm. you know, for a while, I was like, I just want to get through this. So it's almost like I just want to get out of the mode. I want to get out of the mode. And and after it's like, no, these battles are fun. Like fight them for a little bit, you know. And but I totally get what you're saying. What I what I my thought was, it seems like would the pinball community be happier? If Keith Elwin would have taken Guardians of the Galaxy, taken Groot Heads out, and put in a shark mouth, 
because that's apparently all they want. And I, that's no disrespect to Guardians, but it's just like that is a fan layout with ramps that return to your flippers, right orbit, left orbit. Is that is that genuinely what the pinball community wants? Because what you guys are talking about, what apparently. Travis just got all excited about was this crazy combo layout, flowy, unique experience. And, and I just, it's, it's one of those like, and that's where I just wish, can we just show Keith Elwood a little bit of respect and trust him when he says, I designed that mech and it wasn't fun because. Well, we can answer that right now of whether the community would want that or not. What is the community comparing Jaws to? What games? Uh, Probably Godzilla and Jurassic Park. Yeah. And then I've heard Foo Fighters. That's it. Yeah. So you're naming off a couple of games that have been well received over the past couple of years, and mm-hmm. one of the games is literally the best selling game in Stern's history. Like, what what are we really comparing here to? Yeah. You know well, what I mean? It's yep. like e- even, and we've talked about this before. And there's a lot of people that are on such high level that even their supposed mid tier or slightly above average efforts are probably going to be better than the vast majority of people's s-tier effort like that's just the reality of it oh you're saying a from a designer standpoint yeah from any standpoint like not just a pinball design from anything it's just like we're judging this game up against all-timers right like jurassic park godzilla those Mm -hmm. are all-time great machines Foo fighters well received when it first came out does it say something that we're judging jaws against those i think it does we're not judging jaws against venom He's We're not judging <laughs> Jaws against like Big Buck Hunter. Yeah. You it's, know, it's not, it's, it's, sometimes, it's not like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're judging it off the bar, just like you said. That's just the reality of it. So, my, the more I've, so the, the more I've watched it, and it's like, okay, so what are people complaining about? They're complaining about the mech or a lack of mech. But I what I've thought about is I've thought about Foo Fighter and I've thought about Deadpool. You look at Deadpool, Deadpool really doesn't have any mech like any crazy mech there's really nothing there but yet deadpool's a top 10 game and part of it is the layout like i think a big part of it's the layout every time you hit that katana the katana ramp it's fun the schnick shot it's fun like that that's the thing that i look at tom's game behind him i see rush he's not playing rush because he just can't i just can't wait to hit the time now machine. i want to go hit play the time rush. machine yeah i Thanks. just want to hit the time Thanks, machine Joel. i just I just want to see the ball stopped with a Mac. I just want to hit the time machine. Like he's not playing, uh, he's not playing Avengers because I just want to hit the Captain Marvel ramp. Like it's not the mech that's going to give him that pulls him back in. It's, it's code and it's the layout. You want to have a game where the shots are continually bringing you joy. And that's the thing that I, I feel confident in. I have no doubt that this layout is going to be fun to shoot. And even an upper play field, Keith isn't an upper play field guy, but, that upper play field only has three shots. You have a target and the ball's gone, or you hit the another horizontal spinner and the ball's going to kick out to one side, or you hit another ramp and the ball kicks out another way. That's it. You're up there, or you do nothing. You hit the ramp, it's going to whiz right through it, just like Foo Fighters. Like so, what? I'm, what's more fun? Awesome. So, so they're the, probably the two most popular games. So you have Godzilla, mm-hmm. and you have probably Medieval Madness, and mm-hmm. Medieval Madness. I mean, majority of that game is hitting a castle. Yep. You know, so what's more, what's more fun? 
you know, hitting well, a castle over and over again and watching it explode? I would say I, my, my friends and family, when they step up to a game, if I'm borrowing a new game from Zach, you know, and, and it's just like, they want to know, what do I need to do? Really, really what they're asking is, what do I need to do to experience the coolest mech in this, in this game? That's, that's, that's what a novice player, a non-pinball person wants. They want to step up to the game, experience a mech. And luckily, Godzilla, bash a building, you're going to experience it. And, Jaws, and Jaws has that too. You have you have a boat. You hit the boat. Hit the boat. Bring up the shark. Hit the yep. shark. Hit the shark. And uh, even like Toy Story 4, you hit the left ramp one time, do kaboom ramp. Boom. That's fun. Like, I agree. I'm a fan of mechs in that way. I, I would hope that every game has a mech that a novice player can enjoy or experience in a relatively easy to achieve manner. And, and that's, that's, I I'm in that. That's why I think like monster bash is super appealing because of how many cool mechs there are in that game or cactus Canyon. Like he was talking eight late eighties, early nineties. There's a lot of that out there, but I'm just telling you it's, I think, I think jaws is going to be so much more than that and has the potential to be, I was saying earlier, you have a, I, I have, I have faith that the layout is going to be enjoyable, but I also, I have faith that Ellen is going to make a fun rule set here, a fun coat. Like he's proven that Iron Maiden, incredible rule set, Jurassic Park, incredible Godzilla, incredible. Like there's no way this, like, those are the things that I'm, I'm surprised people aren't comfortable understanding or like well, uh, he also to. has somebody new on his team that is sharp oh, uh, the, elizabeth I, yeah i can't pronounce the last name Gersky. Yep. Gersky. Ger- but either way she has a high-end pinball iq i don't mm-hmm. think people realize it so that right there that's enough as well but i i don't know i think so the weird part with all this guys is that i'm surprised by the amount of people in 2024 that still very much expect pinball to be just as if it was in the early nineties and they're still stuck in that era. And they think, okay, that type of pinball machine still needs to exist today. When maybe one of the big reasons why it was successful for its era is because it released in its era. Mm. Like it made sense for that time. And that doesn't mean it's not a great pinball machine, right? Medieval madness attack from Mars. Fun pins, Twilight Zone, fun pin. So Cactus Canyon, fun pin. But a lot of these are products of their eras as well. So imagine, imagine if Medieval Madness came out today and nobody else has ever seen it. Nobody else knew it existed. And it's up against Godzilla. It's up against Jurassic Park. It's up against Foo Fighters. It's up against all that. I don't think it would be near as popular just because you're looking at the themes, you're looking at unique combo shots that have been done since then. Yeah. I mean, there's big reasons and that's not to take anything away. It's perfectly okay for something. I mean, it's like that across every industry, whether it's movies, TV shows, toys, whatever. A lot of things are products of their era. So I think now if you look at everybody that's putting out games, no, like they've tried putting out games again to where there's a bash toy up the middle. It's called Stranger Things. They did that. Yeah. And what it had one run early on, early 2020, late 2019, early 2020. They brought it back for a little while, but it's not like it's 
crushing cells nonstop to where everybody's like, oh, this is the design we all need to go back to. It's fun for what it is, but simply put, guys, it just, it long term in 2024, it doesn't move a ton of units. Those type of designs, they just don't. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's everybody asking Brian Eddy for out of his next design? Are they asking for shadow. a fan layout? Shadow. Yeah. They're asking for a shadow-esque <laughs> shadow. layout. So what yeah. are we talking about here? I yeah. just, I just think people forget that they memory hole it and they revert back. It's like all of us are, we're just all chimps hitting, hitting our computers and everything, just trying to figure out this world. And I think it, it's just, people just forget that part. It's, it, it truly though, the true answer, it's, it's what we talked about at the beginning of this and, and maybe it's time to move on, but it's just, there was never time to move the on. The true Joel. answer no, is, we're talking about this for the next three hours. <laughs> we're talking about Jaws, yeah. Joel. The, the true answer is people hear Jaws. And they immediately are like, what, you know, they're envisioning that in their head. What's that going to look like? And they all assume you're going to hit a shark in the mouth with a ball. They all just assume that. And the fact that that one thing isn't there makes them apparently question the entire design. And that's, I'm looking right now, like I'm looking at Stern's page. So Jaws apparently doesn't have the mech that people want. Venom, like I enjoy, there's things about Venom I really enjoy, but there's no, there's no go to, like when a novice player stepped up to Venom, there was nothing I could tell them that was going to excite them where like hit this, they're just, it's not there. Foo Fighters, like there's no, when you think of Foo Fighters, there was no mech that popped into your head, but they went alien theme. You got a really cool Overlord and a fun upper playfield. That's it. Bond, you got the rocket that people complained about. That's the you only got bond on a wand. Bond and we're wand. told that wands are like great mechs that everybody wants. So by that logic, <sighs> yep. bond should have just did gangbusters from day one. Yep. So bond is that rush. You have the time machine, which some people say is just copy paste from Lord of the ring, but it's, but that's R- like rush actually has those a ton people. of mechs too. And well, people don't realize it. it has, rush has yes, a ton of mechs with the diverter and the fork and everything. But now we're talking about like, I understand the term mech could mean flippers, could mean drop targets, could mean a fork, a diverter, or this or people that. People just want to see a plastic toy they chomp see a on sculpt. something, let go of it. They want to see a unique sculpt with some sort of mechanical feature that's that is that they haven't seen before. Mando didn't have it. We don't have Travis anymore. Travis's <laughs> camera is gone. Really, okay. the last standout mech, I think, is Godzilla. And I, I honestly, I think... Between the building, the bridge, the Mecha Godzilla turning, and the the unique uh, magnet grab, that like that is something. I think Godzilla was kind of one of the last games in the in the recent I don't know last few years that really had standout mechs. And but yeah, it's unfortunate that Jaws and Tom's brought it up twice. This moving fin, I think, is the standout mech. The fact that the 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 area around the fin is uh, plastic, so they have really unique lighting effects, blood in the water lighting effects, like that is going to be the thing. Now, now somebody it, on Facebook that people said are gonna that love. they didn't they didn't understand the concept of the moving fin, and, and I was just like, I'm like, like in what way? I I don't know. <laughs> just they I'm don't like, co- they don't comprehend that I'm a shark's like underwater hit, and the play field's hit, the water hit, hit the captive ball throw the, the blood in the water that's the yeah. chum so you're getting the red around that fin yeah and you you uh you shoot that shot for your harpoon the fin comes yeah. out you shoot the shark it's like in the movie it's on yeah the, 
there's artwork on the play field. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get how you don't, don't visualize that. It's seriously because a lot of people, Tom, and this is just how it is. And I see this all the time. Even people that are part of Facebook groups on pin side own 20 plus pins. They're, the extent of their knowledge and what they know doesn't go very far into what you can actually see or what you're capable of seeing in a pinball machine. And that's not necessarily, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It just means that's the choice that they've made to go that far with it to where they're more concerned about something needs to be a 3d sculpt or something needs to just be modded out like crazy, or it needs some type of speaker light on it. Like that's the way that they look at the hobby. Cause I've known LE buyers too, that will buy something specifically for the art and it just sits there. It never gets played. Like Tom. At all. Tom doesn't play yeah. spins. Oh, yeah. Tom, yeah, of course. Yeah. Why? He just but, does it for the flex. But yeah, it's it's Why? crazy too, though, because we saw the same thing happen with Rush to where people just will not look at the play field and they won't read what the inserts say. It gives you all the information on there that you need. Now, of course, it could be better in some instances, just like like we talked about Venom. For instance, you know, after you get to a certain part, there's combos in there that you're not aware of until mm-hmm. you actually start it. Yeah. So yeah, there's always going to be deep cuts, but well, I, and I this think was, that's just a large part. This is the same artist who did Rush too. And yeah. I, Michael I think the playfield, Barnard, look, the artwork right? looks great. Yeah. Um, I think the reality is a lot of there are people that buy pinball that they are so focused on a three minute experience, like they just want to see the thing and that's enough but the reality like the truth is that designers have to design for a three minute experience and a 30 plus minute experience and trying to keep a game entertaining i mean you you brought up medieval madness people you know after you destroy that castle maybe twice in a game people are at that point it's like what am i doing am i just grinding at this point and and that's that's trying to you know and sure if you have enough mechs in a game where you can kind of that's what I like about Godzilla, where it's, I'm going to focus on building, and oh, now I'm in bridge multiball. Oh, I'm in mecha. It's like you're focusing on different aspects of the of the game. And some of the older games, whether it's Cactus Canyon or Monster Bash or uh, Toten, you know, like there's so many mechs in the game where you can kind of get distracted or move around, and what are you focusing on at any moment? But I don't know. I just, I think there are a lot of people there that they're just so focused on what is the thing. And my fear is you're going to get that game. You're going to get it in your game room. You're going to hit the shark in the mouth. And then what? Like if, if that's, as, as that's, if that's enough for you, then okay. But you know, I'm pinball glad would Elwin, be very boring. Pinball would. would get very boring, very boring, very quick. If all the manufacturers want to do is just one mech and then yeah. that's it. And you get your wow factor for five plays takes you 30 seconds to do it or one minute and you did what the games are so much more than that so i'm gonna i want to go ahead and transition to streaming and what i mean by streaming is we've had two reveal streams recently um that we can talk about and and their similarities and their differences so one i think it's really cool that stern they had their they they did their trailers they had they had some behind the scene video or like a bigger video but then a few days later, they had a pre-recorded stream of Keith Elwin playing the game and explaining the game. It was 16 minutes, and it showed, I think it was like two multi-balls, how to start a mode, like showed 
a few other things like it showed enough to give you a good idea of what the what the overall concept is of the game as well as trying to show you some of the shots um well we'll just start with that tom what was your initial takeaway when you finished 16 minutes or up finished it what were your first your initial thoughts of that stream i thought it was well done it explained the concepts of the game really well like i felt like Mm -hmm. it was you know partially a tutorial on the game uh partially just showing it off kind of thing and uh i mean those were my thoughts i thought it was what really well done uh as far as showing off the game that's had you locked in your le purchase before that stream after when did that happen no it was more after the stream i guess i so, well so the stream helped no, I, you I, in that I, had, I had i no i had said i was gonna get nelly um mm-hmm. once the pictures came out but the the actual gameplay video solidified it for me sure what about you travis so which part are we talking about here like how the so you stream finished, was revealed yeah, 16 or minutes, the actual gameplay just your initial 16 minutes are done you know you had a thought afterwards mm-hmm. of like it's over what was your like what, what, what was your headspace at that point well so yeah the gameplay was what i expected it would be just because we've already seen pictures of the play field mm-hmm. and we we're already aware of okay here's what the shot geometry is going to be like and we could kind of figure out what some of the modes would be like just by reading the inserts so yeah that was it went as expected i would say on the actual reveal portion like i don't know i don't know if it necessarily put the game in the best light and that's okay. that's no fault of elwin's because he's just playing the game he's been asked to show it off the best he can well how do you best show off a game after the gameplay and you do that in the post edit and you do that by making it to where whatever somebody that i guess you could say quote unquote the actor or the subject you have to be able to support what they're talking about also with additional information. So I could see how some people, if they didn't know necessarily what, like for Tom and I, of course, we could watch that video and we understand what's going on because we have a foundation and a concept of other pins, of years and years of other designs of the rule sets. For somebody that's brand new that's trying to figure out what they're seeing, if it's not just smack dab right in front of their face in plain English, sometimes that's hard to understand. So you're talking about like arrows or graphics or text. Right. Being exactly. Added? Yep. Okay. Yep. Just supporting what whoever's talking, supporting what they're saying, because it's not a live broadcast. That's a little bit different if it's totally so you, live and you're you going off the Do you think it was cuff. rushed out kind of thing? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was rushed out or the reason why they went about it that way, but I just know I think it would have it would have done it some some good to have a little bit more editing with it to say, hey, you know, since Keith is pointing this direction, let's highlight that on the play field, and then let's also have a little a little explainer here. And somebody definitely they did an edit on it because there was a couple of jumps in the yeah. middle of it to yeah, where it was obvious that. that there was gameplay missing at some point because you saw the scores jump and you kind of saw the thought process mixed in too like something had already happened but Mm -hmm. we're not quite sure what it was and that's fine you have different cuts and stuff like that that's just what i would like to see that if there is a gameplay video explaining stuff i would like to see 
a lot of things explained. It's just, it's almost like the, um, the attract tutorial that you see on all these pens that Carl does. That's excellent to where you see the arrows pointing in certain directions, you know, something like that, because a lot of people are watching this for the very first time and they're trying to get an idea of what do the shots do? What does, you know, this, this light, if that's lit, what does that do? Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, I don't know. It, it's already hard enough with pinball, the barriers that are up for people to truly understand what's going on. So you want to make it as easy on people as possible. So if I had any critique, that would be it that I think the game could have been put in a much better light for sure from the get go, especially with all the leaks that have happened with, you know, the opinions coming out from mm -hmm. after the game was at CES, which we talked about you know, a little bit there. Cause there's even been videos out talking about how the games were set up difficult in their eyes. And, you know, I don't know. And I don't know if the games were set up super difficult to begin with because it looked like everything was set the default. So who knows on that? It's just, you know, I think that there's just various ways that they could go about this. That would be a lot more beneficial to the product overall, if that makes so sense. I get, I get what you're saying. And, and so what do we have to compare this to? We have previously, most of the time, it's a Jack Danger, Dead Flip, Reveal Stream. And as somebody, I have never done a Reveal Stream. But I know, like, when I borrowed Labyrinth with Barrels of Fun, uh, our stream was one of the first, if not, like, the first kind of professional. Well, not. It was, I know Bowen did his and Wormhole. So we were one of the first. But I, I remember the, the pressure that I felt where it's like, I, I really want, I genuinely want to show this game in a good light because my brother and I, if you've watched the stream, you know our skill level. So if we're missing shots, and I remember, I think it was Carl, Carl messaged me and he goes, all right, Joel, I need you to be honest. Is Labyrinth hard or is it you or is it the layout? Like, Kind of like a, I, I want, you know, there's pressure there. I want to show off the game in a good light. And I know my skill level that could limit that in one way or the other. It, so Keith is doing his thing. It's almost like his skill level is the other direction. You know, Barrels of Fun or Labyrinth, Bowen did their initial reveal. Bowen's skill level is so high that it's like, are we giving an accurate representation of what this game is? Because just because you're ripping combos doesn't mean that everybody else is going to be able to rip that combo. So they're in a live type situation, you know, I, all I can do is just play it and I'm going to be as authentic and genuine as possible because I, there's nothing else I can do. And I hope to show the game in a, in a good light. And honestly, it's not like I'm faking it. I'm, if we're having fun, even if we're bricking shots or, or it's even that much more rewarding when we finally beat a mode because, and then hopefully over the course of streaming that, if you tune in for the second stream or the third stream, we just streamed alien. First stream of Alien, we had a great time. We never progressed very far in the game. My last stream of Alien, I almost beat the game. Like I was two modes away from beating the game. So people get better. So is there a perfect way to reveal a pin, especially if it's live? I don't necessarily know that. If you do that with Jack Danger, though, you're going to get the energy. You're going to get the hype that Jack Danger brings to the table. Sure, Keith Owen's not a hype man. That's not his role. And I don't want him to fake it. I don't want him to be looking at the K. Hey guys, hey, what's, you know, it's just like, I'm, I'm glad Keith is being Keith, but if you know Keith at all, you know, like he was enjoying his experience. He was having fun with that. And his goal in that video is just to show, he wants to show there's this mode, there's this mode. 
Luckily, it doesn't look linear. You can tag. What do you want to do? Do you want to close beaches? Do you want to focus on shark attacks? Do you want to be doing this? Do you want to be doing that? You know, it, it's giving me that Godzilla vibe of here's eight different directions you can go at any moment. What do you want to do? I'm going to let you do it. Um, so I really like it. I get what you're saying. I know Zach took one of my Venom streams, pulled out one of my games from it, and did exactly what you're saying, Travis, of adding arrows, adding circles. It and, helps. And Stern, I think, shared that video. Like it, it, it does help communicate. So I, I like what they did. I, I agree with you. I think they could go one step further, add in a few graphics, add in it, and they could really take it to the next level. Yeah, I, I to show off per- the pen. I personally think, and I've said this for years now on previous podcasts and everything, the best way to show a game off early on is through a controlled edit. It can be a full gameplay but then control the edit afterwards. I think showing a game for the first time just with live gameplay, you're, you're kind of playing with fire right there because that's, you, there's a lot of variables that happen that you can't necessarily control. Like yep. if a mech fails, yep. if the game's not set up properly, there's a lot of things that could go wrong with that. And there is a lot of pressure that comes on making the game look fun in general. So I think you could have the most stoic person ever play the game and you can make it look fun still in post. You know, you don't, you don't necessarily need the, the Jersey Jack dad, like pumping his fists, like you did in toy story or anything like that, but you can show ways of that. So yeah, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I, I will always feel that way that having an edited video to reveal a game would probably be the most efficient thing, but I understand why people choose to well, show off live gameplay, you know, at the very I first think, and yeah. early on. Like, the one, I get it. One, two punch makes sense. You do the reveal trailer. I think Jersey Jack did it. I think with toy story as well as Elton John, it's like, then you do an edited gameplay video. And then within a day or two, you have a live stream. And right. that's what you we do, got. We, we still a, do the live stream. stream. Yeah. We have yep, a live stream. You do it, coming. After. it was supposed to be today. Apparently it's gotten moved back to Monday. And I, I'm looking forward to that live stream. And then obviously, if you're on the fence of whether or not you're going to buy this, wait a few weeks. I know I should get one. We all be streaming on flipping out. Other people will be streaming it. Like there's going to be plenty of ways to consume that that info. But I, I mentioned two streams. So that was the Elwin stream. And maybe we're turning, you know, hanging a big turn here. But um, uh, Looney Tunes, there was a Looney Tunes stream recently that bug put out and it was a similar thing it was it wasn't a i don't think it was a live stream i think it was a recorded stream showing off the game so similar things we'll we'll start with travis this time when you came away from watching that video what were your thoughts i won't lie i made it just a couple of minutes into it and then i could i just couldn't watch it anymore. I'm not a huge Looney Tunes fan, so hearing the sound effects and all that. And now the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one, which I'm not really big on that theme at all. I watched the full thing through because mm-hmm. I was very curious. But with this particular thing, I feel like I've already seen the layout and okay. everything. So now I'm not, necess- not necessarily trying to figure out where the shot's at. I'm just trying to figure out, okay, what are the poten- potential modes here and everything. But I got to get past the sound effects of yeah. Looney Tunes. And not saying they're bad, because they're obviously on theme, on brand. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a Looney Tunes guy. So, okay. you know, it, plus we don't sell spooky either. So I have really no reason to deep dive down into that. But I probably should for the no, podcast, I mean, shouldn't I? So you only, you only speak positively of games you sell, right? I mean, we're, that's what Pinball Media does, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Naturally, yeah. <laughs> Venom, best game in the history of history. 
buyers today. <laughs> buyers no, today. It's, yeah, it's like anything else. No game is absent of critique. Every game should get some sort of criticism because things need to get better. Mm-hmm. You know, what I can say about the Looney Tunes layout, I am impressed by the layout. I think what Spooky has done here is it has my attention a lot more than any other design that they put out before. I mean, it is miles better than what Halloween and Ultraman were, and it's way better than what Scooby looks like. So, you know, I still want to see this pin. I yeah. still want to play it. I you would just, still, if I, if I saw Looney Tunes in person, I'd go play it. <laughs> you just don't want to hear it. No, I I agree. I I, I watched Looney Tunes. Well, I'll let Tom go. Tom, what did you the you Looney Tunes stream? What were your takeaways? Uh, I thought I thought it was fine for what it was. Um, it I. The the sounds didn't really bug me, I guess, because I I do like the Looney Tunes theme. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of what I saw though was uh, a lot of stacking and and like yeah. blowing up score. Yeah, and uh, for a company that uh, doesn't uh, promote the tournament scene, uh, I thought there was a lot of scoring going on. But uh, yeah. Uh, I also thought there was a lot of, there was a lot of orange. I think, uh, Luke Nahorniak would love this pen. (laughs) (laughs) There's, it is a lot of orange. And I think part of it's the powder coated ramps. I think, I think there's something visually. I just, I think I like stainless steel. I just want to see gray ramp. I don't want to see colored. It's too colored. It's too much color, but, um, there I see. Yeah. Sorry, I just want to. No, I mean, there's a lot of stacking going on too. That's what I yep. mean. Bug, Bug alluded to you could stack up the three multi balls and a mode and a at mode. the same time, which I was like, "Wow, that's a lot. That's I, a lot of stacking." I agree, and I'm not. I'm no. I'm no pinball expert like you guys are, but I I've played enough now to realize I I don't I don't want to stack multi ball ever. I don't want to do it. Normally, it's a because I'm not typically the point chaser, I'm using a multi-ball to progress. So if all of a sudden I'm stacking multi-balls, I feel like I'm wasting that security that I could be saving that multi-ball for another mode. And that's something where, I mean, there's plenty of examples of that, but like Godzilla, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm real close to building. So let me get into a battle. Let me start that. Okay. I'm out of that. Well, cool. Bridge is almost ready to go. Let me do that. Like I want to ensure some of the modes are unique in a way, but but yeah, the idea of stacking three multiballs, that's not exciting to me because I feel like another thing you run into is now you have three light shows going on that have to somehow work together. You have graphics and animation and callouts for three different multiballs that are all going on at the same time. I just feel like that experience is going to be a mess. And that's what I think people complain about with JJP. The fact that a lot of JJP games, you can stack multiballs. It can be... you can very easily get to a point in a Jersey Jack game where you have no idea what's going on. And it's a, and that's where you get to toy story, shoot everything call out because you genuinely just shoot everything. Travis's hand is up. Travis has, Travis has something to say. I just want to point (laughs) out and Tom will laugh because I'm sure he's hearing this right now. Joel is thinking like a tournament player right now. (laughs) Because <laughs> he doesn't want to put everything together at once. No. He wants to hold something back to help him progress further through the game. And that's, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that comes right down to it. And that, yeah. You proud, you proud, Papa? Are you proud? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And there's a reason why other games, they don't have every single multi ball just stacked together. 
endlessly. Like other things lock you out and that's for good reason. And for the reasons that you put, because one, the LCD just becomes a mishmash of just everything and things get confusing on the play field. The GI tends to like blend in together at that point. Mm -hmm. And you've got to really, really focus in on what progression you have. Otherwise you're just spamming everything and just hoping that you hit something. So yeah, I could see, I could see how that could be a potential issue, but did the modes at least look fun overall? Like the way that those worked? I think so. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm looking forward to playing the game. Um, I think it can be a fun game or should be a fun game. The layout is definitely very intriguing. Watching both the Texas Chainsaw Massacre stream and Looney Tunes, the way that, that, I mean, Bugs played the heck out of this game. There's no denying that. The way that he is comboing shots and, you know, every single ramp feeds another flipper. So it, it very much helps you keep the ball moving and going around in a very unique way. Um, that all looks very fun. I mean, that kind of goes back to what we were saying with Jaws and the unique flow and comboing of the game that people apparently just don't see on a reveal trailer. But but yes, when I mean he even said it in the in the in the video that he's like, oh yeah, we can we can stack three multiples together in a mode so we can really blow this up. But there's some risk reward there because when we come out of it, we're going to have to rebuild up all three multiballs. And that's never a fun feeling. That's never a fun feeling when you are miles away from starting multiple different multiballs because then you're just, you just kind of feel like you're in jail. Yeah, you're in jail. You're, You're in jail. You're just going through the motions to try to move towards the next potential thing. And I, and I think some of the best games out there do a really good job of spacing things out in a way where you always feel like you're one step away from something else. And that's right. Very useful. You just, you want as many features close to the start button as possible. And you want it there consistently, even when you're coming out of modes or you're finishing something up, just like you said, you want the next thing to do in the game to be very accessible. Otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah. When you turn it into just a pure wood chop, that's, that's what drives players away. Speaking yeah. of accessible, uh, I think the add a ball feature is under the uh, the shot under the flipper, uh, the, the lower right flipper. flipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I mean, to me, those are difficult shots sometimes. So uh, I saw him hit it. I guess you're going to have to earn but it. Yeah. But yeah. Well, it's, looking looking at the layout, that's what excites me about it is that yeah. it doesn't look like an easy layout. It, does like it not just, at all. It just doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so well, even though even though Bug makes it look easy, but yeah, he's a really good player. I I think I've said that yep. before. Like he is definitely a good player. I uh, and I know Travis. You and I have talked about this off the podcast. We think this game is going to be very tough for you know casual players. Oh yeah, casuals will get absolutely de- destroyed on it. It, it's coming but that's okay though because even if they have it in their house put the rubber bands on the out lanes <laughs> put the ball save all the way up get the banana flippers out you'll be just fine yeah it'll be good the banana flippers that's not yeah um yeah i mean it, i'm excited i'm excited about that i was just trying to think ahead on um i think uh super awesome pinball show they had some guests i I'm trying to think. I mean, right now, here we are, the beginning of 2024. Obviously, Jaws just came out. I think I heard something about American Pinball. They're trying to get a game out, another game. Like GTF, I feel like, is kind of come and gone at this point. Nobody, I don't really know anybody that has it. The hype on that's really died down. Um, 
Wasn't it like yeah. best in show at Expo? <laughs> yeah, Expo, yeah. Um, so I'm Just thinking saying. hopefully American Pinball is coming out with something else sometime soon. Obviously, Stern just showed Jaws, uh, Jersey Jack. I mean, Elton John, I'm not I'm not really seeing. I don't know how many people have got their games yet. So I hope the hype is still there on that game. I had a ton of fun with that game when it was here. Genuinely had a ton of fun with that game when it was here. Um, was there a mech that I was dying over? No, but like the shots were a lot of fun and, and trying to build up the the superstar jackpot or whatever where you have to do the p- piano multi-ball is really cool. The, the rocket man, like, I had a lot of fun with that game. Um, Barrels of Fun is chugging away on Labyrinth. I would assume they're going to announce. I thought I, I thought I heard was super awesome that their plan is to announce a new game every year. So does that mean before the end of the year we'll have the second Barrels of Fun game? Hopefully. Um, I know P3, they were kind of on hold. Hopefully they'll have something new to announce sometime soon. CGC, I, they better not announce anything until they start making some Pulp Fictions. Um <laughs> Oh, that kind of leads Didn't to this. I, uh, think, I think Josh said uh, recently that uh, they were pretty much starting the line for Pulp Fiction. So Good. Um, so CGC, they do remakes or they have done remakes. Um, Pedretti Gaming, right? Pedretti Gaming is, is, has been said that they now have the ability to make remakes. Um, I'm excited about that because I know I really enjoy some of these older games. Um, just even though, you know, we said it in a negative way at the beginning, going back to late 80s, early 90s. But I, I enjoy that type of game. I do, as long as it can have, can keep me entertained with the code. So I'm excited to see what that is. I recently had a, a Pinball Brothers game. So Pinball Brothers and Petretti Gaming kind of have a, a a thing, right? Isn't it Pinball Brothers like designs the game and Petretti Gaming makes it? Or I don't, they, they have some relationship, sure. right? Let's go with that. Something like that. So yeah. So I Alien was here in the house. My real quick takes on Alien. I actually had a ton of fun with the game. It was a lot of fun. The theme immersion was great. The sound package was incredible. The layout is good. It's not amazing. It's good. That the the upper uh, flipper ramp shot to lock a ball is extremely frustrating. And it's not because the shot is hard. It's to feed the shot is hard. That's what I just feel like. If you're gonna put an upper flipper in a game and make a critical shot off of it. You got to give it. You got to give the ability to feed that flipper easily. And there's only two ways you feed that flipper, really. And it's hoping it feeds it through the pops, or you have to hit it with another flipper shot. So you have to hit a a, a shot to the left to feed the lower left flipper, and then you have to hit that shot to feed the upper right flipper, and then you can now have another shot. It's just, I don't. I struggle with that. But um, overall, I, I had way more fun with the game than I initially uh, expected. Um, so if you have like a lineup of a lot of sterns, it is a cool, it is a really enjoyable change of pace. My only negative thing I would say is the build quality. I wasn't, it is like firm. It's a well, it feels like a built, like a well-built game, but I will say there were three connectors on the game in three different areas that weren't even plugged in. So, you know, I immediately out of the gate had issues with the ball trough get on there wasn't plugged in <laughs> like it would just you know stuff like that and it wasn't until the second time that i streamed it that i realized my right spinner wasn't working pull a look under the game it wasn't plugged in you know it's just simple things like that hopefully were they were they molex connectors they're molex connectors i okay. mean they have uh very unique and well-built like pcbs unique pcbs underneath so it's super easy i was like 
Here's the yeah, switch for at, the switch. At least you just had to there's plug it the in. Connector, and it wasn't I'm looking something on the completely PCB, missing. And I'm like, there's two header pins, and it says right spinner. Plugged it in, boom, working. So it's there you go. You know, stuff like that. Plus, it's just the the familiarity of the system. Like the computer and the display are one unit. Like the screen are one unit in the back box, which I, as somebody that streams, there was no way for me to direct capture it. It's just not possible. So. It's just little things like that, that I'm, if they're going to be doing remakes, I'm very curious to see, like, I really hope their build quality is as good or close to CGC's because that's, that's really what sets CGC apart is not only they're adding light show, adding, they've redesigned mechs to make them stronger, better, whatever, bigger display, but the build quality is always so high that, that when you buy like a, a, a remake you feel like you genuinely are getting the best version of the game i hope that patriotty gaming does that with whatever remakes are coming um and you and Travis i both gone. buddy you and i both we're talking about quality and camera's gone camera's gone i um, mean too it's like um and i think carrie he even came out with a video talking about how he he came out with a video saying how he has an nda from Pedretti. Good. So talking about how I guess he has access to games, all this and that, but then he put it out in the public that apparently these games are going to be at TPF. That's exciting. So that is so exciting. Let's hope, let's hope we get there. Yep. So you <laughs> we'll said see. you said Carrie, and I like Carrie Hardy. I, I'm a fan of Carrie Hardy. I actually he was on flipping out with friends when we were talking about Jaws the other week. I'm a big fan of Carrie Hardy. But I know he put out a video about Jaws, and I know one thing we disagree with <laughs> is <laughs> I he, was talking, about that. <laughs> he was talking about the shot to the upper play field and it's just like okay if keith ellen designer of the game world-renowned pinball player extremely good pinball player hits that shot and the ball comes back down you know people are like shots broken shots shots it's got to be a poorly designed shot and i just like to, okay, i get it I, it's I, the upper play I field. rewatched yeah. the elwin video before we came on and he made that shot like seven times in the beginning of the video and he mm-hmm. missed it probably three times it's broken tom. i mean it's well, gotta be 10 for 10 tom you know <laughs> you miss your shots sometimes i mean nope. even elwin misses shots so my thought there is it's a ramp okay so the hardest shot on on Foo Fighters, in my opinion, is the right ramp. And guess what? The right ramp is what feeds the upper play field. So it's it's the hardest shot in the game. And that's what I found frustrating was it was the hardest shot in the game. So even when I play, fee, play uh, a, a premium, I don't feel like I'm up on the upper play field much because it's the hardest shot in the game. Elwin put the shot in the middle of the play field. This should be a relatively easy to hit shot, but you have to hit it clean. You know, Godzilla, the back left ramp, if you don't hit that clean, it's not going to have, no, have enough power to do what it needs to do to 180 and work its way all the way around. You're going to have to hit it clean. And that's fine because guess what? Luckily, it's not like if he doesn't hit it, it doesn't go straight down the middle or something. Like it's, you can recover from that. And what do you, th- what's the other option? The other option is he makes that a VUK, a vertical up kick for anybody that's heard VUK. And what are they talking about? Vertical up kicker. What would that mean then? It would it would it would register almost 100% of the time, but now the ball has stopped. It is registered in that little saucer. It's kicked up with no momentum, and now that ball is just dribbling out on the upper play field. There's plenty of upper play fields out there like that. Simpsons Pinball Party is probably a perfect example of that. Not only does it slow down the ball, that ball has no speed now on the upper play field. Like 
What do you, nobody wants that. Nobody I mean, wants that. Yeah. The, the whole thing was just weird because we were at Indisc at the time, Tom and I were, and that's when I got messages about the game in general and just, you know, what's going on, what's happening. And throughout the week I had, you know, I really didn't know what was going on with it. And I had watched the gameplay video, the, uh, the reveal, and I didn't come off at all thinking, oh, that left shot's rejecting or, oh, it's, you know, it's not a smooth shot. Like I just saw Keith just flat out miss a couple of shots because he hit it off the chum bucket and hit off another shot, which just took all the momentum down. And then all of a sudden, next thing I know, I'm hearing people saying, yeah, the, the ramps rejecting going up to the upper play field. It's just a rattle shot, this and that. I'm just like. Is there another video out that yeah. I'm unaware of? So, so that's when I started paying more attention. And yeah, it's funny. Like Carrie's stuff, it entertains me. I watch every now and again when I have time. But even the the example he gave, when you look at it, you can see the ball just bouncing around at the front. And you know that's not because the shots broke or anything. Like yeah. Keith is human; he just flat out missed the shot. And yeah, it's just it's weird because I've heard other commentators. Saying, you know, oh yeah, I, I had a really hard time with the shot. I couldn't get up the ramp, this and that. And I'm just thinking to myself, did you hit it clean? Because yeah. another another commentator I listened to that's a casual was talking about how that they couldn't even backhand that ramp. <laughs> and I'm just like, in what world are you supposed to be able to backhand that shot? Because if you look at, you know, the geometry of it on a pro... You're going to have to need like freaking, what is that? Precision flippers times a thousand if you're going to backhand <laughs> well, that shot. Like, so what's the other side of that, right? So I know Halloween. I, I, one of my biggest, probably the biggest gripe I've had with Halloween is the fact that I can, I think I've only been to the upper play. There's three of them. I've only been to the upper play field like one or two times. And it's because the ramp dead center rejected so many times. Like that is no offense to Bugger or Luke, but it's like, I just think it's kind of, that is a broken or a poorly designed well, ramp. If like, you want to go a prime example of mm. a ramp that rejects, it's the right ramp on Led Zeppelin. For a lot of people in the pro versions, you know, it just would go up there and come right back down. You could even hit that sucker well, clean. And that happens sometimes yeah. just because of the speed of the ball going up there. And, and yeah. there's plenty of examples. I mean, Captain America ramp, if we, mm-hmm. that, or Captain... Yep. Uh, Marvel, Marvel ramp on yep. Avengers people, but I get it that people are like, this is an upper play field. This should be something that people do or should be able to hit. So that by what I was saying is the example of that then is Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo dead center. You can hit that. But what's the issue with Scooby-Doo is people are up on the upper play field all day because that shot is dead center. It's a safe shot. And sure, you don't have to hold the bookcase up. It can just become a feed to the left flipper. That's fine. I'm glad they have that. But now all of a sudden, you've made your upper play field somewhere that people want to live on all day. And that's what I like about the upper play field on this is you can't. You cannot stay up there long. If you hit if you hit your target, the ball is coming down and it's going to trickle down the bottom. Otherwise, your two other shots feed off of the upper play field. So it's it's going to be a quick experience regardless of what you 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 do but i just think it's funny that people are so focused on that that it's a ramp if you well, don't hit the ramp clean it will right. come back that's well, every that, pinball machine that right there you just gave a great example of why the supper play field is a little bit different the fact that you're not going to be up there long 
mm-hmm. there's three separate exits out of it mm-hmm. that provide three different types of shots afterwards. You know, most upper ramps that we see, there's one way in, one way out, sometimes two ways out. I think Foo Fighters, the last one that had an upper play field for Stern, I think what there was one way out and then it just came back to the right flipper, which is fine. Different designs are like that. That's just how it is. But I, that part I can't appreciate because I'm not a huge fan of upper play fields. But if there is going to be one, I don't want to be up there long sure. and I want to have multiple exits that lead to other shots. That's that's what I like to see. Well, m- maybe this then just leads to kind of a bigger a bigger thought, which is just just the overall negativity on on like like I we are pinball commentators, right? Like w- the three of us, we are passionate about this hobby. We enjoy it, but I want to make sure I'm enjoying the hobby. I want to make sure I'm excited about what's coming out. I want to make sure that I'm and I'm not forcing myself to feel that way. It's just like. When I look at a trailer, I'm 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 looking for the things that I'm excited about. I'm not I'm not nitpicking. I'm not sitting here telling the designer they 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 done messed up. They should have done this, you know, or like how could they? Or like I get it that maybe if you're a Jaws, if you Jaws is a dream team for you, and you see a ramp reject, now all of a sudden you have that little bit of doubt of like, wait, is this going to be a clunk fest? Is this going to be this? Or, but don't dwell on that. Like just. Be patient. Wait for another stream so you can see more people play it of different skill levels. Wait till TPF or your local bar gets one so you can play it in person. Like, yeah, wait these till are, you actually play it. Yes, and and I just I'm amazed at the amount of commentary where it's podcast, YouTube, whatever it is, where people are just have zero hesitation to just bash, just bash what they're seeing, and. Well, you get, you get clicks. I mean, that's, you know, the content on YouTube, a lot of it, you see that's, that's how it goes across all, all industries, all hobbies. I think, I think the reality is of the situation is that nothing is above criticism. I think that's healthy for the industry. I think giving your true feedback is always going to be healthy. If you want to see a mech eat a ball, then yeah, of course. Like voice that, do whatever you want with it, complain about it, critique it, analyze it. That's perfectly fine. You know, I don't think everything needs to be sunshine and rainbows all the time. I know that I, I approach it a little bit different because obviously I do work in the industry, but part of my job is also to look at a pen and say, okay, what are the negatives of this product? And how is that going to create a barrier for the end user? Like what, what is that going to prevent them from coming over? So I'm definitely not blind to it. I have to know about those things. and I have to think about those things all the time, but I think it comes in too that, like you said, it's, it's awfully hard to come to a final decision on how a game is until you experience it the same way. I just talked about Looney Tunes earlier. I didn't finish watching the video. Why? Because the sounds were bugging me. Like that's just the fact, but I did say, Hey, the design looks great. I want to play it still like before I make any type of final judgment on it. And that's just, yeah, that's just reality. I think it just comes down to just first impressions and everybody is well in their way to have first impressions. I think it's just, it comes down to just, there's a lot of egos in this industry, a lot. And that doesn't, you know, it could be on this side of it, the creators and everybody that's makes the pinball machines and makes the content and does all that. And that could be the people that are just, commenting on Facebook and Pinside. Everybody has an ego. So a lot of times, yeah, it's 
it's one of those things like make the make the funny bash post that you can to get a like or a comment like that. You know, that that's just part of it, but I agree. It seems to be going a weird direction this past year. Like a very well, very weird direction to where if something's not yeah. 100% exact, it's like the whole thing just goes to shit. I just like, think I, I don't know what it is. As a creator, all three of us create media in this and we all and it doesn't matter like luckily there are people that enjoy what we do and it's awesome to hear whether it's an email, a Facebook message, somebody talks to you in person like, hey, I really enjoy X, Y, and Z. And positive feedback's awesome. It's great. But it's the negative comments that are the ones that stand out. And it's the negative ones that, mm-hmm. that, that, that hurt, in my opinion, where it's just like, okay. And, and that's where I feel bad, where it's like, Josh comes out. Like, is it I, hurting you or are you talking about just hurt like the industry? Overall. No, I, I think if it's about content that I've made, yes, it hurts me. But what I'm saying is if I was part of the Jaws design team and you open up Pinside and you open up the the hype thread or whatever, and you've had just page after page after page of negativity, it's just one of the, like, I just, I feel bad for them because it's like none of these people have actually touched the game yet. They yeah, haven't but played it. I wouldn't worry. It. I wouldn't worry too much, Joel. I mean, when you get into this industry, for the most part, if you've been around for a while, you have thick skin. Yeah, you know what to expect. You know, I it's hope. just I just well, you you oh, mentioned yeah, you uh, what's her name, in Elizabeth. This uh, she this is her this is her first game, you know, and I know she's pumped about the code and the modes that they've put into Jaws, and I can only imagine her reading some of these comments on Facebook or whatever, and just be like, can 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 we just pause well, think, for a think month until you guys play it, please, please? Think of it this way, right? Yeah, we have people all the time call us three idiots well maybe not tom but joel you and i yeah, definitely yeah, yeah and that's perfectly and they're fine. right they're yeah. right yeah. having that opinion is perfectly fine we've heard from people that said we can't listen to your podcast because of xyz mm-hmm. like and that's perfectly fine does that mean that we go daily like worrying about that no you know what i mean so i think with work it's kind of the same thing well you know it's just it because at the end of the day yeah everybody's passionate about pinball but it's also work and you're always going to have, if you're out there in the public eye, you're always going to have critique on you. Maybe. Always. Maybe my thought, though, is if there was, if we had, we don't, but if there was a forum, if there was a forum page on Pinside and you have people post about how much they love Triple Drain, but then you have just the same amount of people also posting why they don't like Triple Drain and why I they thought, don't want to we listen to Triple Drain. That, though. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe we do and i'm just not reading it but those are the things where i'm like if if there are people excited about this game why can't we let them be excited because there's so many people that want to tell tell the world why they're not excited and they want to tell the world why they're not buying the game and i just don't get those like i just don't see you know, the value in that i i don't yeah i don't think anybody doing the critique content though is really stopping people from enjoying it necessarily you know what I mean? Like, I see where you're Tom coming from, Tom hasn't had though. fun in years, okay? Years because of this. I know, you could this. tell. Because he blows up every game, and he just looks miserable, <laughs> right, just like right. Carl. They're just, they're, they're having so uh, much it, fun. Like at Indisc. <laughs> right? Yeah. So that's, yeah, we do, I, I time-wise, uh, uh, we've Forget gone long. Forget the time, Joel. Yes, We're I going know. deep. So we don't Indisc. need to talk tournament pinball. I want to talk about your feelings, Joel. Oh, man. 
This is uh, where everybody turns off our our podcast anyways. Uh, Anyways, yes. Yeah, right? So we don't have to do... We could just tell them we're talking about tournaments and we still talk about feelings right now. We've gone an hour and a half and it's it really hasn't... It's been a little... What is my bearded teddy bear feeling right now? Like, you just... Because it's the same way. It's like us. Okay, like, I'll go real for you guys for a second. Oh, get real, please. Yeah. Like, we obviously play up that we can't, like, stand each other. We give each other shit. And all of that. And people for a while. That's what like, I write took, in the script. Remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And people <laughs> took it as like absolute truth. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Do you guys not like? You know what I mean? So it's like it's one of those things that you just realize you're in this industry because you genuinely enjoy it. Is there bad days? Yeah, of course there is. Of course there is. But at the same time, it's like in this industry, it is full of people that are, that are creators. It's full of people that are creative, whether that's sound, whether that's software, whether that's design, whether that's content creation, right? Mm-hmm. And people want to fulfill that part of them. They want to get the content out. They want to get the creativity out. And for me personally, like I can't speak for you guys or anybody else, but for me personally, I think it's awesome. Like if somebody wants to like shit on everything I do, Good on you. Perfectly fine. Like it doesn't bother me. That's one why you bit. married Monica, right? Right. Exactly. Just... <laughs> I hear it every day. I have twin daughters. I, I hear know. it all the time. Hey, Daddy, yeah, remember when so, you when you remember when you told Toy Story? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, F you, so, Dad. Right. So, point being, it's like I think everybody in this industry, for the most part, there might be some people that are a little sensitive, but you can't be. Okay. Like we can't we can't do this and put our ugly mugs, except for you, Tom freaking beauty you are Mm. but we cannot put our ugly mugs on youtube without expecting some sort of backlash some sort of critique like oh look at these nerds or all these people don't don't know what they're doing you know that's that's part of it that's fair but it's it's a good thing though i i think it's healthy for people to disagree and if somebody wants to just bash on everything and that's what they get their rocks off on and that's like the type of content they want to do or what they want to do on message boards all the time. And that's how they fill their time, you know, go for it. That's, that's part of it. But that shark is not eating that damn ball. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I think we, our list was pretty short, but we do have some tournament talk. I I haven't left you a ton of time. I feel bad about it. Yeah. Thanks Uh, Tom. So Tom tournaments, we finally get to talk about it. Go ahead. I'm going to let the two of you guys start, uh, in disc. I'll, I'll, the little bit I'll say is I, I loved what I was watching. I was so, I feel so bad that Carl felt sick and he wasn't able to do what he did. But honestly, you, I say this in the best way possible. You didn't know because his production and the way that he designed that, uh, it sounds like Jordan and Becca was with Fliptronic and I think it's, it was Sunny was the third, but there was somebody else that stepped in. There Pluto? were like three people. Pluto, Pluto. from Twitch. There we go. Pluto yeah. stepped Sunny in. Sunny from Twitch, yeah. No, well, Pluto, I, who is yeah. a big reason why the stream gets on the front page of Twitch okay, as well. So those three people stepped in and congrats to them because Carl not only had it all set up and, and dialed in, but then the three people managed it. Like you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know that Carl wasn't running in the background. So I would say from an execution standpoint, it was incredibly enjoyable to watch. But that's me as a viewer. The two of you, participants, Indisc, go. Uh, we were there. Indisc oh, yeah. is Tom, hard. We did participate. <laughs> yeah, Indisc is difficult. Yes. That's our Dude. report. Man, you guys, uh, you guys, 
Try well. Yeah, let go us to it, talk, Joel. Joel. No, I'm, Jesus. I want you to. Yeah. And no, <laughs> just just that is probably the one of the hardest tournaments out there. I mean, you have to be so good and consistent over your ticket. Uh, it, it's very difficult. I I for one could not do it. I think I finished eighty ninth out of three hundred plus people. Uh, Travis Travis did it. My son Neil did it, but mm-hmm. uh, it just it, it just goes to show you that there's some really good elite players out there that can can really uh, do those things. And, yeah, uh, it's an amazing tournament. Um, there's so many volunteers and and people involved that just make that tournament happen. It's just it's just one of the best ones. Honestly. Yeah. I, I, I can, I assume that, or I see that from afar, but you guys are there and just judging by the amount of people that come out every year, um, and the quality and the skill level of the people that are willing to play. I think it says a lot about that tournament that it's kind of a, a must. Or, well, the location they have it at too. It's a pretty cool yeah. location at a big convention center out at Riverside, California. And plus like right there, there's plenty of hotels within walking distance. There's the food lab and game lab, plenty of things to go do, plenty of restaurants and everything. So the location is great. And yeah, that's yeah, the, obviously the tournament's growing. It wouldn't shock me one bit if they have 400 people next year. Because one of the things about this year, the queues got super long. And when we say queues, we mean basically saying, I'm going to play this game and you're just waiting in line for everybody else to finish playing it before you go up. And that makes it even more difficult because you got to put in five decent games, but you're going to wait 20 minutes clear up past an hour between each game. So you're constantly, yeah, and you're having to switch eras and everything. So yeah, it's very difficult to play in, but Overall, I mean, I don't want to give away who won since you can still go back and watch the streams and all that in case somebody's wanting to watch. But congratulations, Travis. It was you did a really new world champion. Thank you. And I scored more than zero points (laughs) this time on all my games this year. (laughs) But no, it's it's a fantastic time. And yeah, we'll we can definitely go back and talk about who won and kind of how that all went down at another time. But yeah, for sure. Indisc was great. And then they just announced uh, while we were gone, Pinberg is coming back as yeah, well. Yes. That's going to be a little bit different. Now, Keyword little, right? Is that, uh, yeah, yeah. A, a tad bit different. But no, so that's coming back. And I know more details will come out about that pretty soon. But yeah, overall, Indisc, very difficult to qualify for. I've After playing in... And if uh, over in Germany, which is a world championship with the top 80 players in the world, I can honestly say I think it's more difficult to qualify an in disc than it is at IFBA. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's a difficult tournament, but I still encourage people to come out. I mean, test it out. If you never have really traveled much for tournaments and you are going to travel for one, it's a fun one to come to because the games play great. Everybody from the pinball community is out there. You'll meet a lot of cool people and you'll get to see how good you really are because you're playing against most of the best players in the world out there. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's awesome. I mean, everybody, everybody in the pinball community is out there. Yeah. Joel, so maybe, Joel. Yeah, I'll, one day. Joel. Um, if I, I would love Joel. to prioritize the yes. tournament player. Yeah, it's all the Joel. tournament. Yes, yes. Do you know, do you know what void and re means? 
so isn't it your card you have to is it five games so it's your cumulative place or your cumulative score over five games so if you're on game three and you suck then you say i'm done with this ticket you avoid it you pay for a new one and you start back at one and that's there was, uh there was a lot of that going on yeah 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 a plethora plethora is a great word uh shout out three amigos go watch that movie um it's a sweater yes i love that movie i have a plethora of pinatas man why Um, do they not have a pinball machine for three amigos they could have the sombrero like (laughs) eating the pinball be Uh, awesome (laughs) um okay so the other thing this is me the non-tournament guy trying to you know understand or, or stay on top of tournament news obviously in disc was huge um but so tom you said you came out 89th right 80 yeah. something so you got yeah, the you main, got what like 840 whoppers for that isn't that no the, it was is, it was a lot it actually thing? made my card it was like 44 or 42 something like that so it you actually that's the thing i'm reading right or seeing is apparently the you ever so many whoppers if you were at indisc you got you got all the whoppers you yeah, got a lot of whoppers. yeah you know it, it's funny because we've we've talked about the the ranking changes before that were coming in january which is the whopper 6.0 which mm-hmm. um the screw tom Graf some, edition. some of us felt targeted by that uh there were there were there were words of privilege used. Um, <laughs> the privilege is now changed. The privilege is now changed. Okay. The ones who are privileged are no longer privileged. And the people that are going to these world championships, congratulations, you are now the privileged ones. That is absolutely true. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Joel has no idea what no, we're... No, what I'm... What I, this, tell me if I'm wrong, but apparently okay. the You're previous wrong. privileged were the we people that. that lived near areas where they could go to huge tournaments all the time. All the well, time. Well, there was that uh, not or the people that would I mean, travel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But now, based off of what I'm seeing, people are saying, like, if you can go to these huge world tournaments... You even if you place low, you're getting lots and lots of points. So you kind of now you're kind of having to travel to Joel for thirty first. I got a hundred and fifty points. I don't put my. that in perspective okay. for so to me. put that in perspective. <laughs> yes. I've had I think four or five top four finishes in Stern Pro Circuit events, and they were nowhere near that. Okay, I think so, my my most points ever was like two hundred and thirty something last year for the open whenever i got third so yeah it's a lot of points so a whole lot the open is in when you did in disc last year right you got third overall right 200 something points this year you got what and you were 150 for what position for 31st 31st that's like we're talking yeah. about a crash and burn 31st well, too. Maybe this yeah, is, any crazy. idea what third got this year uh yeah, I could look and Kinda see because our, our good but orange friend Luke Nahorniak got Don't spoil. Third. Don't spoil. I know. I just no. screwed it up. I, I um, mean, 344 points. 344. 344. Yeah. So 100 so more. Like 392 this, was first place. I found this amusing. Um, so, like, there were a lot of people who were contacting me and were like, oh, I didn't go to Indus. So I fell like 40 spots. I know somebody that 
actually didn't go to Indus. They fell like 16 spots in the overall, but they actually moved up four spots in the pro by not playing at Indus. So Hmm. it just seems like the whole ranking system right now is just like in this kind of like shark tornado. Yep. It's like in jello and it's just like jiggling all over the place. And it's hard to tell. Like, I don't, I don't even understand the ranking anymore. And I've gotten to where I'm just like, you know, it's whatever. I'm just going to go play in formats and tournaments. I think look fun. Well, I know, um, Hottie, our friend Hottie with Frisco pinball. Um, he was pumped cause now he's top a thousand, but he went to Indisc, So he's, yes. Yeah, that was he's something. a step ahead of you, Joel. But yep. he didn't place. I remember what he was saying. Is he's like, I didn't. He didn't place particularly. Like, he didn't qualify. But though, like, he got a ton of offers, essentially just for being there and playing, playing all right. Um, so he got. Uh, so he said, uh, yeah. So he's like, oh, Mike. This is Mike Pinballers. He said a friend of his got twenty-one whoppers and he placed a hundred and forty-eighth. Like that's, oh yeah, you could you yeah. could take a hundred. I think it was a hundred and sixty second, and you would get twenty or above. Which yeah. which so in some like just local tournaments, and, you have to like out of like I don't know thirty forty people, you'd have to win it. Yeah, to yeah. get like that many whoppers. But hey, I it's just it crazy. is what it is. I mean, uh, what is it? If you uh, send all complaints to <laughs> Josh, right? <laughs> uh, he's ready to uh, voice all of them. Well, I, it's he funny. I'm listen. looking. I'm looking at the results. <laughs> I can tell some people it. didn't realize the rule that if you're ranked in the top 250, even if you void, right, you still count. It still counts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I just noticed that. Yeah. Our good buddy, Mr. Grant. Rest in peace, efficiency. Yeah. Well, is there anything else? Tournament talk. We're we're nearing the end of the episode here. Anything else that I... Joel, I mean, we have State us. coming up next weekend. So Tom and I are both going to win that. You know, I, that's the plan. That's the plan. Yeah. I, I got a text from my wife. We're recording this in the afternoon. I got a text from my wife and it says, we need the basement, which means she needs the kids to run around is what I mean. And it's raining mm. outside. Joel, you just so, don't want to talk about tournaments. That's all it is. Yeah, did you hear that? Before we start it, guys, I'm good for several hours. I'm all good. I said four. We're at four. We're good. It would have been, but you know, we could have had Tom. We could have more time. Hey, if, Tom, uh, I just got a call from Monica. She, um, she says I got to get off the podcast now. Oh, yeah? She's cold so, and wants the furnace back on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, we need heat in the house. And I got to go okay, start shoveling snow. Yeah, but states. Yeah, yeah so state, see, Joel, we have to go. Out. Tom and I we, have to okay. go. We're not leaving because you have to go. We're leaving because we have to go. The, the state championships are coming up, and uh, that's always an exciting. Uh, it's always an exciting time in uh, pinball, competitive pinball. I think because you get to see how everybody's doing in each state, and everybody who wins gets yeah. to go to nationals, which is going to be at District Eighty Two Pinball again. So, are you both playing then? Are you in states? I'm yes. supposed to be playing in Oklahoma State. Yeah, Oklahoma. Okay, Oklahoma. Supposed okay. to be. Travis is we'll gone. see. <laughs> Don't even worry off. about Joel. It's he fine. He fixed his camera. How did he? What? <laughs> Last time. It's a new year. Uh, every, I messed around with every it time. Then. Tom, we get in, and Travis is like, for whatever reason, my audio is so loud, and it's like he makes the same <laughs> adjustment you every what, time. It's just. 
Tom, thanks I for need, being a professional. I need man. you to be more positive, Joel. I know. I, I need give me a positive, give positive me a affirmation coming from you, Joel, or I'm going to start calling you Pinside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, let's, uh, right. we'll go ahead and plug it up. Uh, tra- Travis, you can go first. Yeah, I'm Travis from, is my camera still No, it's still off. On? That's what we're saying. It's off. Shit. You guys are being serious. Okay. <laughs> One second. All right, Tom, you plug. Please. All right. Yeah. I'm Tom Graff from this podcast, Triple Dream Pinball Podcast. You can also find me streaming on Twitch and YouTube, Fox City's Pinball. Uh, and if you want to ever find those streams, I always announce them on Facebook and Instagram. Perfect. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for being here. Travis, plug away. And I'm Travis with Triple Drain Pinball Podcast and also the Pinball Company. You can find me on YouTube or on this very show, which is on TPN, Excellent Network. And then, um, yeah, be sure and watch Twitch this weekend because there will be plenty of, I guess, uh, tournaments, right? Yeah, state tournaments. Whenever this comes out, I say this weekend, like January 20th and 21st when it comes. So if you never watch... Get on Twitch. You'll find plenty of pinball over there. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, thanks for uh, turning off your furnace so we could record. Really appreciate that. I should be thinking Monica. Yeah. I'm ready. Um, and my name is Joel. Yeah. So obviously you can check out here the Triple Drain uh, Pinball Podcast. And then every Wednesday from 10 to midnight Eastern time, I stream. Um, this upcoming Wednesday, I'll be streaming this game. Don't say it. This is just for the video people only. I'll be streaming this game, oh. uh, which Zach just dropped off. It's a new game. Should be fun. A new new to me, not new to the world, but um should be fun. Uh looking forward to streaming that. And then hopefully we'll have Jaws by the end of the month. Uh so we'll be streaming that on the flipping out YouTube channel. So uh Joel appreciate and you guys. friends. Oh yeah, man. Flipping out with friends. I'm just happy you were <laughs> allowed to have that game in your house. It, you know, it's uh <laughs> this why you're inter- getting kicked out of the basement. Interesting uh, use of painter's tape. Yeah, man. <laughs> throw some painters. <laughs> to throw some painters tape on there, but it's here. It is here. Um, yeah, I got quite the eye roll when it when it came into this. <laughs> I could imagine. And Nicole's like, she's like, cover that up, cover it up. <laughs> so, yeah. Good thing All my right. boys well, are uh, older. <laughs> yeah. Like always, Tom, you get the last words. Uh, ball eating sharks aren't cool. <laughs> <laughs>